Yo, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for clicking on the podcast today. Let's do this. I have uh, just come inside and I am now relaxing. I still feel my heart pumping from uh, planting a tree, specifically a Kwanzan blossoming cherry tree, which was the specific request of my wife for Mother's Day. This was her Mother's Day present. Yesterday, my son helped me. I love my son is getting to the age now where he's like, he can help. You know what I mean? But he also doesn't do secrets so i couldn't tell him this was mommy's mother's day present because if i said we got your mommy a tree for mother's day he would immediately find my wife and say we got you a tree for mother's day even if i told him it was a secret but but he can help me in that if i say hey buddy can you go show your mommy your new truck that daddy just got you and i got him like some little toy or something I know that he can do the job of distracting her for a couple of minutes while I get it out of the van and, like, you know, off to the side of the house where she might not see it till tomorrow. So, anyway, yesterday on my way home from work, I stopped at the Country Max in Henrietta, where, by the way, they have a fantastic nursery. All the Country Max stores have great nurseries. I'm not going to lie to you. I've not personally been in every single Country Max store, but I've been in, I think, just about all of the Rochester area Country Max stores. And everyone I've ever been into has a great nursery. The Henrietta one is really particularly special. Really, really big selection. Got this tree yesterday. Got home with it. Uh, like I said, hit it on the side of the house and then just just came in from uh, from planting it, which is why the podcast coming out a little early. And now I'm sitting here recording a podcast with my windows wide open on a beautiful Sunday in May in Rochester, which leads me to the title of the podcast, Becoming my father on Mother's Day. <laughs> my When I was a kid, my dad, and if you listen to me back on the Weeds show, you've heard this story, but my dad used to, still does, but used to uh and uh he he would do play by play of Cleveland then Indians now Guardians but Cleveland baseball games he would sit this is his favorite thing to do he would sit in our living room and he'll just do play by play he'll he'll put the game on TV he'll turn the volume all the way down and he will sit there and he will say a beautiful day. And by the way, I'm going to go back in time here for this call for those of you who know your baseball. But a beautiful day here at Jacobs Field on the corner of uh, Ninth and Carnegie. We have the Cleveland Indians and the Toronto Blue Jays in the third of three rubber match here. The first pitch to Kenny Lofton is a ball down low. Kenny takes that one. Kenny, by the way, two for four yesterday with a double that drove in a run late in the game that ended up leading to that Cleveland Indians come from behind victory. 78 degrees, 378 yards to, excuse me, feet to uh, right field. The 1-0 pitch to Kenny Lofton is another ball up high. Kenny, by the way, does great work here in the Cleveland area. Kenny is particularly involved with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Last night we showed you a highlight package of how Kenny Lofton has been making wishes come true in Cleveland for his entire nine-year career here in Cleveland. The 2-0 to Kenny is in there for a strike. That'll make it 2-1 and one on Kenny. Winds coming out of the southwest today should help the ball travel out to right field. Kenny, of course, not much of a power hitter, but we're hoping to see a little something from those three, four, and five positions. Haven't seen a lot coming off of Albert Bell's bat for the last couple of weeks. Hopefully today we change that. The pitch is inside. Kenny gets a hold of it. It goes over the right field, uh, over the uh, first baseman's head into right field. That will be a blooper for a single to get the game started off for the Cleveland Indians. Yes, 
I did just carry that on for two minutes, but it's because I'm becoming my father. Because I am sitting here recording this podcast with my windows wide open, with my neighbors out doing their things, listening to Leo's crazy daddy talk to himself inside of his home. My father did this exact same thing. My father, my whole life, (laughs) sat inside and talked to himself, play-by-play games for (laughs) the Cleveland Indians. So here we go. On this Mother's Day, I have become my father. I will tell you this. My mother, who I'd like to talk about a little bit here on Mother's Day, as I where I sit right now, I actually sit in my office, which has slowly become Ryan's office over the last few years. And I, I see a, a framed letter that my mother wrote me that I'm going to read to you. It's really personal and really private, but also really sweet and is kind of just a... <clears throat> Uh, a sign of where I come from. This was written on August 5th, 2016. This was six weeks before I was to get married. My uh, mom and dad took us out to dinner at, um, at uh, 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 where did we go? We went to the cub room. That's right, went to the cub room. And gave me this letter and also a gift, which I will reference at the end here. But it says, August 5th, 2016, Paul. As your dad and I give you this gift for your wedding, I wanted to tell you about a few other gifts you have received. First, we want you to know that you were born to a mom and a dad who desperately wanted to be parents. You were not an accident. Your birth was planned, prayed for, and joyously received by your parents. Not everyone is given this gift. Second, you were loved and cherished and put along with your brother as our number one priority your entire life. Not everyone is given this gift. Third, you were given the gift of intelligence, creativity, and a strong work ethic. We can't take the responsibility for those gifts, but you were given them nonetheless. Fourth, you were given the gift of this beautiful young woman who completes you in every way. She's the antidote for all of your less desirable attributes. (laughs) She is a God-given gift. With all of the gifts you were given, we ask only a few things of you as you begin your life as a husband and hopefully a father. Cherish and respect your wife every single day. Make her the envy of all of her friends because she has a husband who puts her first in his life and demonstrates how much he loves her every day. Be the kind of father who always makes time for his kids. Give your children your time and you will be rewarded with their love. Promise your day, uh, promise your dad and me that you will do everything to make their goals come true in life as we have done for you. So Paul Guglielmo, go and have a wonderful life. You've been given so many gifts, but remember the only love will make you that that only love will make you a rich man. I'll love you forever, mom. Which is, of course, a reference to that book that we all read when we were kids, right? I'll love you forever. I'll love you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Whew, okay, I got to take a moment after reading that. I didn't think that was going to crack me. Got me a little bit. <clears throat> That's the type of woman my mom is. She wrote that letter to me. She gave me that at the cub room on August 5th, 2016. And I don't remember exactly how much college loan debt I had at that time. But the gift was that she paid it. She and her, you know, my mom and my dad. The gift was that um, at that time that they were going to take my college loan and and pay it off. Which was a big deal. Because at that time, if you included my loan, my college loan, I was just you know, drowning in debt because I had gone to John Carroll and uh, John Carroll gave me great experiences. Don't get me wrong, but it was an expensive school. I don't remember the exact tag for tuition and I don't remember the exact how much that gift was that she gave or that they gave to help pay it off. 
but I think loans are typically 20 years. And at that point, I think I had paid half. I think it was 10. So 2016 would have been about 10 full years, right? Because I graduated college in 2005. So yeah, but and then you get a six-month deferral. So I would think it was probably pretty close to I had paid about maybe 10, maybe 11 years worth of my loan. And uh, that was the day right there that they said, we're going to take care of the end of the loan, student loans. That was a big moment for me personally, obviously, being there with my mom and getting that letter that was just, I still remember reading that at the table and just being overwhelmed with emotion. Uh, But second of all, also, 2016, my business was two years in at that point. Uh, We weren't really making any money. You know, we were, I mean, it was a new company and and it was a part-time thing anyway. It was a side hustle. But uh, at that time, it was a glorified side hustle. But still, any penny I made was basically going to pay off debt at that point. That was when I was able to kind of turn the corner. And without that debt, I was able to uh, start to actually make money with Guglielmo Sauce. And then over the next couple of years, bought a van, hired a delivery guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, just kind of took it from side hustle. Like, it went from a hub hustle. Excuse me. It went from a hobby, I would say, in 2014 to a side hustle in 2015, and then in 2016 was able to turn it into an actual part-time job. And then, of course, in 2020, it became a full-time job. And that's that was one of the key moments there that I don't think I've ever really talked about was that moment, you know, my, my parents taking care of my student loan. God, I'm looking at that, and I'm going, 2016 – I would have had nine years left. I, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't be out of that loan. It would be two thousand twenty. What is it? Twenty twenty three. I'd have two years left paying my call. That's not to go down a whole different road. That's effing freaking criminal, man. That's crazy that they let kids go in that kind of debt. I remember taking that loan. I remember being eighteen years old and signing up for that, and I remember not being smart enough to realize what I was signing up for. Smart or mature enough. You know, because you sign up for that college loan and they you say, How much are you borrowing? And I don't remember what it was, but it was John Carroll. So it was close to a hundred thousand dollars, right? I remember taking that loan and a hundred thousand dollars and they're going, Yeah, you know, you graduate from the majority of the students who graduate from John Carroll, they they go on to, you know, have have uh uh, salaries in their first year between forty and sixty thousand dollars. Again, this is two thousand five. Unfortunately, that probably hasn't changed much in two thousand twenty three. I bet most of them still graduate into jobs where they are making between forty and sixty. But in two thousand one, when I was about to go to John Carroll, we were told, "Yeah, most kids leave here and go to get jobs that pay between forty and sixty thousand dollars." So, what did me, a dumb eighteen year old, think? When he owed $100,000, but he knew when he was 22, he was going to get a job that paid $50,000, right? Oh, I'll pay that off in two, three years, <laughs> right? Why? Because I'm 18. Does that sound stupid? Yes, it sounds stupid. Guess what? I was stupid. I was 18. I didn't know. I didn't know what that was actually going to look like. So anyway, I know somebody else too, and I'm going to put his name right in here, who... uh will tell you that the lack of college debt is why his business is successful today. And it's uh, Marty O'Sullivan. Marty from Marty's Meats, Marty's Food Trucks that you see around. Marty is uh, also a guy who was lucky enough to not have college debt. His was different. Of course, his story much different. He was a D1 athlete, so I'm pretty sure he got a full ride wherever he went. Uh, But still, he talked about how coming out of college and not having that giant loan payment that so many of us have – was just it was it was what gave him the ability 
to be able to take the risk to start Marty's Meats. So it really, college, college, as much as college helps, and you can come up with many, many stories of college being great, there are some stories where college is holding people back. It really, truly is. You know, it was holding me back at that time. I flourished ever since that. Look at the Marty story as well. Listen, there's stories on the other side of that, and this is not where I plan to go with this podcast, but nonetheless. So <clears throat> this morning we wake up. Mommy, we ask mommy, right? Leo come. Leo sleeps with us, by the way, last night, which I thought was so cute because Ryan had a dinner last night. She went to Nosh for the PGA. That's a big thing this week, PGA prep. And Ryan, and by the way, I have something I'm not supposed to tell you about the PGA that I'm going to tell you. Everybody always asks me. I have to be quiet because if she hears this, she's going to literally tell me I can't record this podcast anymore. I have an inside tip on the PGA that... Now, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. This is my wife, right? I've got some inside tips on the PGA that I absolutely will not talk about because I think, they're, they're, you know, I, I, would, <laughs> I would do damage if I did. Um, nothing bad. They're nothing bad. I, I don't want that to sound bad. I'm just saying I would damage my relationship because they're just things I shouldn't be privy to, right? Um, but that's every relationship, right? You talk about work over dinner and you tell your spouse things that um, – you know, you just you, you just kind of speak your mind. I do the same thing. I, I tell her all about my work, and she knows things about my work that she shouldn't know, right? So anyway, so she did tell me one thing, though, where I said, oh, that's awesome. You know, can I talk about that on my podcast? She said no. And I was like, oh, come on. That's not like, a, that's not like a, an important thing. Anyway, here's the thing that I, that I, I promised or that I <laughs> didn't promise I wouldn't talk about. Um, every year they do a champion's dinner. And the last year champion gets to choose what this year's dinner is. And last year's champion, Justin Thomas, you notice I'm talking quiet because my wife's going to kill me if she hears this. Last year's champion, Justin Thomas, chose Rayo's, the Italian restaurant from New York City. So on Tuesday of this week at Oak Hill, they are flying in all like they're basically creating a room at Oak Hill and they're going to turn it into Rayo's for the night. They're even flying the chef up from Rayo's. The chef plus like all kinds of decorations. They're bringing up like the pictures from the walls in Rayo's, all kinds of stuff. They they've created like a couple of crates full of just stuff from the actual Rayo's in New York City that is flying to Rochester on Monday night and then being used on Tuesday night along with the chef from Rayo's to actually cook prepare and serve a Rayo's authentic Rayo's dinner Tuesday night at Oak Hill to Justin Thomas and all the other past champions and families and stuff. How freaking cool is that? And my wife told me, she said, you can't talk about that. I said, what? That's cool. Like that's not a, what do you mean I can't talk about that? That's really, really cool. And by the way, I Googled a little and past years, it's all out there. Everything every champion does every year ends up out there. So like it is what it is. Hopefully I don't get in big trouble for this. The PG is listening to this. Come on, relax. It's not that big of a thing. <clears throat> so, anyway, my wife, Superwoman, has been working on the PGA for two years. It's finally here. It's this week, which does mean I have a lot more full-time parenting to do this week than I normally would because my wife, again, superhero, really takes care of a lot of drop-offs and pickups throughout the day that I don't. So I've got a lot of drop-offs and pickups throughout the day this week. And uh, it's going to be a tough week, to be honest with you, doing it all. She does it all every week, so I can't really complain. But nonetheless, 
It's going to be a tough week. <clears throat> um, PGA is going to be awesome, though. Last night, the execs are in town. They all went to dinner at Nosh. I gave uh, Chef Joe Zolniarowski the heads up ahead of time to tell him that he had a, P- a group of uh, 10 PGA executives coming to dinner. My wife got to be at that dinner, too, which was cool. Really, really cool. She's, like, rubbing elbows with these VIPs of the golf world. And then the golf starts this week, man. And I only get to go one day. And, and even at that, it's only going to be about three hours. My company, Craft Cannery, we bought a pair of Championship Plus tickets, which is what all tickets are this year. It includes your food and your drink, just not booze. Um, and you might be saying, like, oh, he's just saying they bought those tickets. No, I bought those tickets. I wasn't getting anything free out of my wife, trust me. I bought those tickets. Or my company did, I should say. And I think it's really cool because we're actually using those tickets and giving them to employees all week. So I have a, a employees all week who are getting days off, essentially paid days off, to go to this golf tournament. So I think that's awesome. I, I'm really proud of that. But anyway, big week because Lilac Festival also happening this week. That was stressful. Yesterday I went, or no, I guess Friday I went and set up for the Lilac Festival um, f- because we have a whole new setup now. Because now we're doing events as Craft Cannery, not as Guglielmo Sauce anymore. Guglielmo Sauce is owned by Craft Cannery, so it's still, if you go into the Craft Cannery tent, you're still going to see all your Guglielmo Sauce that you know and love. But it's it's also going to have Salsa Cuse, which is another brand that we own. And then we've also launched a whole line of Craft Cannery stuff, a meat hot sauce, a barbecue sauce. And we've got more and more coming under that line as well, which I'm very excited about. So... Um, I can't wait for you to see, by the way, the branding on that because the branding on the new craft cannery sauces, which by the way, right now they just say craft cannery, like barbecue sauce on them. They're very plain. That's going to be that way for a couple of months. But by the end of the summer, we should be able to start launching some sauces that actually have our new branding on them as well. And I am so, so excited about that for you to see that because we have some really clever and snazzy marketing coming to promote the uh, craft cannery product line we're gonna have a whole line of stuff um we're gonna have a like right off the bat we'll have a marinara sauce we'll have a barbecue sauce we're gonna do a steak sauce um we have a cocktail sauce coming a ketchup we have uh, uh hot sauces wing sauces just like really a lot of different stuff coming your way under the uh, craft cannery brand that I think probably most of that will exist by the end of the summer, or at least maybe like the first five will exist by the end of the summer. And then I do think probably by the end of the year, I don't know where we're going to stop for now, but, and that could be, you know, we could end up with 25, 30 skews there, but I think at the beginning, at least we're, we're going to find a number and try to get there by the end of the year. And I'm thinking that number is probably anywhere between five and eight things that will launch by the end of the year we'll see we'll see how it goes i don't know but anyway lilac festival new organizer by the way for art in the park yep debbie kessler who that's her real name i think she, her, her company's got a name too but spring it no longer running the uh, lilac festival i think that's interesting of course they had their issues friday night they had a big fight but i wouldn't hold that against them not a lot you can do about that kind of stuff and i'm getting ready to go to lilac festival again here in a little bit and break down the setup from this week so brand new tent brand new tchotchkes and shenanigans and whatnot and uh yeah i don't know just kind of 
just very, very excited. Excited for you to see everything that we've got coming up. We've been working hard, diligently behind the scenes on Craft Cannery, and I think that some of that stuff's going to actually hit the public here in the middle part and end of this year finally, and it's I'm excited about that. So happy Mother's Day to you, to all the mommies out there. Uh, hopefully you can be as lucky as to have a mother in your life like I do. Uh, hopefully the mother of your children is you're just as lucky as I am to have a rock star in that spot as well. I just count my blessings on a day like today. I look around and I don't know how these powerhouse, beautiful powerhouse, intelligent women have looked at me and, well, I guess my my mom didn't have a choice. <laughs> now that I think about it, only really Ryan had a choice. <laughs> but I don't know how I got chosen to uh, to have their hearts. So I'm very lucky, very, very lucky. Happy Mother's Day to you. Don't blow me in for the whole Rayos thing. I wasn't supposed to tell you about that. Uh, What else? I don't know. I love you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk next week, okay? All right.